All right, so we are officially in episode three now of our uh, 2019 CPU launch series. And uh, for the first time on the Puget podcast, uh, we have William George here, uh, who's lab tech, labs technician here at Puget Systems. Uh, so William, why don't you actually start off by, uh, before we dive into all the CPU, all the juicy CPU details, um, why don't you start off by uh, kind of talking about what it is you do here and what your area of focus is. So I work up in the labs department, as you mentioned. I spend most of my time testing different hardware, mostly CPUs and video cards, sometimes other stuff, across different applications that we target. So my main focus has been um, rendering, photogrammetry, engineering applications, along with a little bit of dabbling in VR and some other areas. Oh, we're keeping it pretty focused for you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, it's pretty wide-ranging. Um, Matt's got all the software packages that have a lot of users and just a few of them and I've got the tons of software packages that only have a handful of users or relatively speaking there's a lot of folks out there of course that use these applications but as a percentage sure way more people are doing video editing than photogrammetry for example yeah or photo editing than 3d modeling so okay so of those areas of focus that you have for for today let's dive just into design and animation and rendering as well so let's start off with with design animation can you start with kind of a quick breakdown of how those animation uh, softwares tend to use CPUs? Sure. Most of those things are actually single-threaded. Uh, at any given time, you're just rearranging the shape of a model or you're setting a sequence of different positions that it's going to animate through, things like that. And usually in most applications, that's single-threaded because as you change one item, you know, a location on a model or something, it sort of has to propagate through and make any other adjustments necessary, and it has to do that step by step as things change. It can't calculate them on a bunch of different cores at the same time parallel, because each, yeah. Yeah, each step de is dependent on the step before it. Um, so for the most part in those things, primarily single-threaded or very, very lightly threaded. There can be some exceptions, though. Uh, certain modeling applications will have plugins to do physics or simulation um, and those can be multi-threaded but they're also a little bit beyond the purview of what we test right now we, we tend to stick with the base applications uh, cinema 4d maya 3ds max and not delve into a lot of the plugins because there are tons of them out there yeah um, we may at some point get into that but for the moment if you're talking about just the core applications even within like cinema 4d most of the physics stuff is just single threaded so the that's primarily how they're used. Um, and then of course we'll get into it, but they all those programs also have the rendering component, which is different. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so with these new CPU launches, what does this kind of mean for designers and animators? On the Intel side, it doesn't mean a whole lot. They didn't really do anything in terms of increasing performance per clock or anything. A slight bump compared to the previous generation on the Core X series, but very, very minor. On AMD's side though, What's really cool is AMD for the last couple of years had had an advantage over Intel in just pure core count. You could get up to 32 core processors even a year or two ago from AMD, but they were fairly slow in terms of single threaded performance. Um, so they were great in certain situations, but wouldn't have been great for something like right. modeling or animation. This new generation, however, AMD has done a lot of work on the single threaded side of things, and they're basically on par with Intel. Sometimes a little up, sometimes a little down, but in the same ballpark while still having the option of having tremendous thread counts. So that's really big news. Interesting. 
Okay, um, so maybe you you touched a little bit on on rendering. Let's just let's go ahead and dive into that. Sure. Um, so what uh, what rendering packages are we going to see uh, actually be able to take use of these new CPUs? So rendering primarily is split into two camps. There's CPU based rendering, which is the way it's been done for decades, uh, and, and up until you know, within the 2010s, everything was CPU based rendering, uh, and that is uh, still used in Cinema 4D's default renderer, uh, in the normal version of V-Ray. Um, Arnold is just starting to change. So that the thing that a lot of stuff is changing to is what's called GPU-based rendering. That's where it's using the video card or cards instead of the CPU. And that's kind of the way that I think things are gonna be going in the future. Some rendering engines are doing sort of a hybrid model like uh, V-Ray Next, for example the GPU mode can actually still use the CPU. It does emulation on the CPU to give an extra boost of performance. But uh, the new processor launches really don't impact GPU rendering much at all. Um, you, you could pack multiple GPUs into a system based on the CPU and motherboard and size of the chassis and power supply, but none of that's substantially changing with this generation. Uh, what is changing here is on the CPU side, CPU rendering. The Again, the AMD processors, the fact that they've kept their high core count but have tremendously increased performance per clock and also resolved some of the oddities that they had from their architecture and especially the first couple generations of the Threadripper, it's a huge difference. We're seeing 50 to 80% performance increases wow. um, with the same core count from AMD's previous generation to this one. Um, so just fantastic, fantastic performance for CPU-based rendering. So I'm, I promise I'm not going to hold you accountable. I asked Matt the same question. Um, but if you were to have to recommend a, a specific line for each of these different use cases, uh, where would those land? Um, if you're doing primarily the modeling and animation side of things and not much rendering, you'd be fine with either uh, AMD's Ryzen series, the newer ones, the third gen. Uh, so like a 3800X, 3900X, 3950, uh, or with Intel's mainstream core series, like a core i7-9700K or i9-9900K. Anything in that ballpark is going to be great. Again, it's mostly single-threaded performance. Those all have multiple cores. Everything I mentioned there was eight core or higher. So you're going to get okay performance in multi-threaded stuff too, but the big deal there is, is single-threaded performance. If you're rendering, if, excuse me, if you're, if you're going more on the rendering side of things, um, but still want to have the power for modeling and animation, I think today, depending on your budget, either AMD's Ryzen um, 9 3950X, which is the top end of the Ryzen line at 16 cores, or the Threadripper series with 24 or 32 cores now. And again, make sure you get the third gen ones. The older second gen stuff was good at certain things. It was okay for rendering and stuff, but not anywhere near the performance of the new ones that have launched. Um, the Core X series from Intel is okay, but the main thing there is just that they dropped the price. The performance is only slightly faster than the previous generation, but they cut prices in half, which can make it an okay deal in some price brackets, but raw performance for rendering is going to be much higher with Threadripper. All right, the last question I'm going to ask you is, what would your advice be for the people that are currently in the market for a PC or are just kind of interested in, in this market in general? 
and how the CPU, this new CPU war, uh, now that there's legitimate competition between Intel and AMD, how that's going to impact these industries as a whole. Well, I think it's an awesome time to be in this industry in terms of hardware. Um, like you said, there's great competition going on now, which AMD's been on the rise the last couple of years, but this is the generation where they've really gotten to the point where they are matching or beating Intel in pretty much every area. Uh, so that's going to mean Intel hopefully is going to kick it into gear and start developing. We saw this about, oh gosh, 15, almost 20 years ago with AMD beating Intel back when I was in high school and college. And it was a very similar thing. AMD snuck ahead and Intel spent a few years catching up and then eventually they did and they outpaced AMD. So it, it could be something similar to that. Hopefully there's just healthy competition for years to come, which will spur more progress and better performance for everybody. Um, but yeah, Intel's definitely on the back foot at this point, got some catching up to do. Um, and it's interesting to see where they're also used, like uh, the new Mac Pros just came out. And of course they're using Intel processors these days. And I actually saw, we don't have one here to test yet, but I saw a video where someone had done a review of the, the top end one with the 28 core Intel Xeon, which on paper sounds amazing, right? Uh, it's it only worth $50,000? Uh, I don't think you have to spend that much for that particular oh, okay. you, you can <laughs> spend that much, uh, but that CPU, I think, you're certainly in the like $10,000 plus territory to get that processor. But what was interesting is uh, in Cinebench, uh, so that's the Maxon's benchmark for CPU-based rendering, right. Cinebench R20, someone scored that or tested that, and it scored... Uh, 9818 I think and they seemed impressed in the video but I was kind of laughing because we just ran that on the Threadripper processors and that 32 core Threadripper the 3970X from AMD scored over 17,000 so Whoa. very close to double the performance that's um, significant it's huge uh, so and that's a $2,000 processor you know a, a workstation with that might be $5,000 for a good solid system sure and you can get nearly double the performance of the new Mac Pro. So, hmm. you know. So there's still a lot to figure out, basically. There's a lot to figure out. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's it's one of those things where you don't just throw more money at stuff, necessarily. There is certainly situations where, you know, you buy a Threadripper instead of a Ryzen chip, you're going to get better rendering performance. But just because you throw more money at it, you buy some other processor, you're not necessarily going to get better performance. Right. You want to make sure you're getting the right hardware for what you're doing. Interesting. Well, there's a lot going on right now. All right. Well, uh, I think that's actually pretty much it. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening for this uh, this little three-part series. Uh, stay tuned. 